0: Welcome
1: to An American's Guide to Bollywood, where today we talk about Ashoka, the historic film about Emperor Ashoka who brought Buddhism to India.
0: Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is the third film in our historical film series. And this one takes place before the first two. We probably should have done it first. But it's about Emperor Ashoka, or possibly Ashok. They say it both
1: ways. A lot of facts about his life are unknown because they have to either come from his writings or other people's writings. He lived, like, in the 3 and 200 B.C. era,
0: and because he was such an important figure in Buddhism, mm-hmm. historians aren't necessarily sure how much of what is written about him is factually accurate versus how much is exaggerated to show how terrible he was, and then
1: how wonderful he was. Exactly. There are a lot of stories about him, like he killed. Ne- like, there's a source that says he killed ninety-nine of his half brothers to get to the throne. Another one says a hundred. Another guy says six, and historians are like, that might even still be too high. He might have, he, he may have killed one or more brothers. Yeah. So I'm not doubting that he was a violent person, and that he was involved in a lot of wars, and things like that, but him being basically like Vlad the Impaler is probably not true. <laughs>
0: Although, interestingly, this phenomenon does happen with figures in the early Christian church, too. Absolutely. Where, in order to show how much they were changed by their conversion, they're painted as just being monsters beforehand. (laughs) Exactly, yeah.
1: This is not an unusual thing to happen with historical figures at all. Yeah. So, it's not surprising that, you know, there's a lot of different accounts of this guy's life. Even from some of his own writings, there's a little bit of variation. He did leave behind a bunch of rock edicts. They are written on giant
0: rocks. Yes, the movie informed me of this. Yeah, they're really big. They must be. I think they showed images of them. They looked massive. So you may wonder why a movie about an emperor who is known for bringing Buddhism to India has so little Buddhism in it.
1: I would argue almost none. Yeah... It's because I guess that was going to be boring. So we had to completely invent a whole nother woman to be in his life and drive his first cruelty and then, I guess,
0: conversion is implied. We never even see see that part. Everyone knows what happens, Hannah. We don't need to get into it. So Ashoka is played by Shah Khan Mm -hmm. with terrible hair for most of it. There is a period where it's short. That was (laughs) wonderful. And then just... That was when he was in disguise. Yes. And then... But then he grew it right back out. So, you know, you you just have to suffer through that.
1: And have short hair, Rose.
0: True. The love interest who was completely fabricated for this movie was played by Karina Kapoor.
1: A very young Karina Kapoor. I did not love her in this movie. She was like 20. Mm -hmm. Which explains a lot of why she looks a little different and... She was also kind of in the first half, she was really directed, she's really good at crying and looking sad, but in the first part of this movie, she was a little bit of a manic pixie dream girl, and I didn't love it that much.
0: Yeah, there's periods where she's a little much, and to be fair, I know that she can go more, because (laughs) there's a movie called Job We Met, which is just nothing (laughs) but that, essentially. Oh, man. Um... So maybe that's why it didn't seem quite as bad to me. But it it definitely was a little manic pixie dream girl.
1: And I don't know if it was the color correction or what was going on with her cheeks sometimes. It looked very red. Yeah, I was worried that she had gotten sunburned.
0: Maybe it was all that crying she had to do.
1: These were happy scenes.
0: (laughs) Well, she had been crying and then she was happy. And maybe she was just crying between shots. So Yeah, maybe so. It was implied. Yeah, okay. Sure. (laughs) I don't know. Why not? What Who I liked a little less than her was her little brother. Mm. But that's because children are so difficult in movies. It's hard to find good actors, and people have a really hard time writing them. And to be fair, I don't actually know how this kid was talking, because I couldn't understand Hindi. But the way he was translated, I, this, yeah. he didn't sound like a child.
1: Yeah, he sort of, and I guess I just kind of wrote it off because, yeah, kids, I mean, it's hard in movies, Um, at the end of the movie, it was really... I was kind of rolling my eyes at his lines and his acting at the end of the movie. But again, I know that's how he was directed. Totally. Like, how could a... Also, how can a kid play that scene subtly?
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that scene. That's... For the spoiler section, but that that was a little uh, odd. But... Overall, I think this movie was actually quite good. I had never heard of this guy before. I hadn't either. And I knew there was a period where Buddhism got really big in India to Mm -hmm. the point where Hinduism was almost forgotten. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I assume that was because of this guy. To be fair, I didn't check before this podcast. But, so it was really interesting to see that. It was interesting to see... Their kind of form of the saint stories we're used to with Christians, but just mm-hmm. in their Buddhist ruler. Definitely,
1: one of his huge legacies was how many temples he built and stupas he built around India. I mean, it, the number is like it's like eighty four thousand or something, and which is yeah. which is probably not true. And basically, anything that was an old temple got attributed to him. But he did super propagate it, and he also started a bunch of programs for the people.
0: Yeah, and I will say that whatever is or isn't accurate, it is remarkable how sincere his conversion was and how much it did change him. Yes. I think it's a little convenient that it changed him after he conquered huge parts of India, but you know what?
1: Well, that was so... It, that, so it actually, even though this woman didn't exist this campaign conquering this part of india is what made him repent violence because it was so bad and so many people died like a hundred thousand people died just in battles and he writes about how that really affected him um but it also wasn't probably a dramatic conversion it was probably a really slow conversion that then this just like helped push him yeah more towards that but there are some traditions that say that he was converted even before this.
0: Yeah. So well, that would make less sense. But I it would make many, a lot less sense. And sincere
1: conversions that's as well. The Sri. Lankan, yeah. That's the Sri Lankan tradition.
0: But I do think that that would have been a lot more difficult to show. I totally understand why they invented this woman, because for one thing it made it more dynamic on screen to mm-hmm. watch that change and to see his conversion through that and to give more of a focused Reason and a focused embodiment uh, as to like what he was going through.
1: Yeah, and that he can see through her how he's changed and well, how bad he's become. Yeah. Don't worry though. Something that's very relatable to American audiences. He goes from ultimately
0: from a white horse to a black horse. So <laughs> you know what's going on. He does. And I think Shahrukh Khan did a really good job in this role. It, he. There are mm-hmm. parts where he's being his charming rom-com self. Sometimes he gets that smile, like, he got that
1: smile on his face at one point, and I was like, that's your rom-com smile from, like, what are you, what
0: is it doing in this historical movie? The thing it's, is, his rom-com self is so distinct that, like, you can see him putting it on. It's I not, know. It's not subtle, and I don't always love it, but it was fine in this. It wasn't that bad. But no, it was just funny to see in this As context. a man, essentially going through a mental breakdown during this film... I mean, that stuff was amazing. And mm-hmm. I will say, they made him look pretty badass. Yeah, he was really good at being mean,
1: too. And just cruel and not caring.
0: Yeah. But I was thinking about like the him in the pool early in the movie when they're going to assassinate him. Yeah. Okay, here's the other thing. I can't believe I didn't open with this. Can we please talk about Arumis? Arumis are the sword that he uses, Mm -hmm. that's like a couple of like long pliable sheets of metal that are sharpened on both sides. So it's basically like a whip crossed with a sword. And these things are the most awesome weapon of all time and i can't believe that i'd never seen them before until i started watching indian movies i hadn't either
1: i didn't know that was real yeah you you honestly like as an american person looking at it you look at it and you're like wait but is that real or did you
0: make that up how do you even use it this sword should be in every historical movie yeah and you can have
1: like double blades or single on these yeah
0: but they're just amazing to watch They look super cool and really lethal. And I just, every time they show up in a historical movie, it makes me happy. Yeah. (laughs) There is, I will say, there's a movie called Arumi. And although it does have one of those swords in it, I would not recommend it. It wasn't really (laughs) uh, that well done. But in general, hugely in favor of the sword. And this was just the most amazing piece of, I don't even know who invented it. I don't know who thought, you know what? What if it was a sword that I had less control over and was more likely to come stab me in the eye when I was flinging it around? Some guy did not have time to temper a ton of metal. I'm just kidding.
1: These probably take a lot longer to make. (laughs) Who
0: knows? I don't
1: know. They are so cool looking, though. Yeah, they really are. So he is not the favored person to take over the throne, but not the favored son for that. And his brother, who is favored for that, keeps trying to kill him.
0: Yeah, his brother's not Through other
1: people and, you know, deception. Obviously, he's not being open about it. but But
0: you understand why he is the way he is. Like, his brother's no saint.
1: No, exactly. They constantly fail, and his mother, Ashoka's mother, finally, at the behest of the king, convinces him to leave the area. She's like, you have to go into hiding for, like, not hiding. She's like, you need to leave, and no one can know who you are. And he does that. And that is Because when, Indian sons are absolutely devoted to their mothers. Well, she had to work hard for this. She was, uh, she was on the verge of taking a vow of silence forever.
0: Yeah, but you know what? He cared enough about talking to his mother that he gave up his entire life ambition of ruling India. It's true. And then he was like, I'm not coming back if you ask me to. Which is a lie. And it turned out to not be true because
1: duh. Yeah. So he goes off and that's when he meets Karwaki. And she's the princess of Kalinga. She's on the run with her little brother, who is the heir to the throne. Their parents were killed, blah, blah, blah. So So everyone's royalty in
0: hiding. That's right.
1: She doesn't know who he is. He knows she's a princess. So they fall
0: in love. And then there's a great deal of of drama that somehow leads to a conquest of land. There we go. Like all historical romances should. (laughs) Well, stick with India, baby. They got you on that. <laughs> there isn't really anything objectionable in this movie. I mean, there is battle violence, but nothing really gruesome that I can think of. But I would say probably younger teens is it's fine for. Yeah, I think so. And you're not going to get anyone younger than that to watch it anyway. Oh my gosh, yeah. Three hours of alternating silly romance and then brooding violence well also because it's early 2000s the video quality isn't as good so Mm -hmm. not that it's bad right but it's not as good so you're probably not going to get anyone younger than that to sit through that and there is singing and dancing
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not necessarily tons of it. They not tons of dancing. Tons of singing. They. I feel personally like they could have cut a couple of the songs out of the middle because the middle dragged. We did not need all of Kareena
1: Kapoor's songs in this movie. Yeah,
0: there were there were a couple of sad songs in the middle that should have been condensed down. Agreed. Um, I get you have a runtime you need to fill out, but well, that wasn't the way to do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and there are a lot of outdoor scenes in this movie, mm-hmm. so it couldn't be as beautiful or striking as like Jodah Akbar.
0: Also, because this is an early 2000s movie, I feel like it's slightly more Indian than Jodah Akbar, also, so mm-hmm. like the comic relief. Oh, yeah, I forgot. They,
1: they have those three guards.
0: That and, the are, woman.
1: and the woman who keeps teasing them. Yeah, I forgot about them. Luckily, they're not in it that much, so it doesn't get too old. They feel a bit like a Greek chorus. That's what I was thinking when okay. I saw them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that they're narrating anything about... They're not
0: saying anything about the story, really. It's just about, like... They're kind of updating you on how the crowd feels about Ashoka these days. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a little... More unusual, but I would still say probably intermediate viewing. There's nothing difficult about it, it's just not a movie that I would start anyone on.
1: Right, partly because, again, it's the year 2000, so Shah Rukh Khan is crying a lot in this movie. And if you're not used to seeing men cry in movies a lot, it might take you out of it a little bit. And again, if you want to see him cry, watch any of his 90s movies. Chalte chalte, he cried the whole time. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, DDLJ, he cried a lot during the second half. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's it for non-spoilers. We'll do spoilers after the interval. Okay, so Shah Rukh Khan's descent into, like, madness, almost, mm-hmm. during the second part of this movie, I thought was really well done. It was great. He pulled it off. Yeah, he really—you understood his like internal rage and the violence and everything. I mean, I understood why his wife was upset. Although I'm like, you did marry. Yeah, a but he—he he slowly
1: did this, so like, he mm-hmm. didn't totally lose it immediately. He was showing restraint. He was recovering from his injuries, and then he slowly is like, "I'm never gonna find Karawaki again." And I cannot be happy without her. So I guess I'll just be horrible.
0: Yeah. And he doesn't really mean to be mean. He's actually quite nice to his wife. Oh, yeah. But when he's sorry, he's like, I'm
1: sorry that I can't love you the way that I loved Karwaki.
0: But externally, she's quite violent. He's quite violent. And she's Buddhist, so she does not approve of that. Right. And she eventually takes his son away. I don't know that that would be allowed. It seems unlikely. I mean, certainly he'd get him back. Seems
1: hard to do. But.
0: Long term. You know, for the sake of the movie. It's it's what he does. Yeah. But he just acted crazy really well during the second half of this. And it was really emotionally intense. And he did a really good job. And you did need the setup at the beginning to really highlight his insanity in the end of the film. So, yeah, that's his real wife, but I don't think they had problems like this. I'm sure they didn't.
1: Not that, again, like, Indian movies are like, how do we show you history? We need a weird love story that didn't probably happen. (laughs) And then everything should be viewed through that lens.
0: And like, the most important achievement of somebody's life shouldn't really be dwelled on very much. No. We should gloss over it if we mention it at all. Exactly. So the climactic scenes, of course, so in Kalinga, the Battle of Kalinga, and mm-hmm. neither one of them, neither Ashoka nor Karawaki knows that the other is on the other side. Yes. Because she only knows him as Pawan, which is the name of his horse. Yes. And, and think has
1: thought that she's dead for a long
0: time. Yeah. Can I just say it's
1: really unlikely that he would think that both she and her brother Arya were dead because how do you invade a place and you don't even understand who their prince is yeah like you would have that intel just because we didn't have the internet then doesn't mean (laughs) people didn't know stuff about the
0: countries they were invading that is a good point well she's also fighting on the battle just because oh my gosh because she's uh, they've already established
1: from sharuk about
0: swords and they're like, oh, we're afraid of being imbi- invaded, so all the women folk are gonna fight too. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't help, though. That just adds to your body count at the end. Like, untrained yeah. soldiers are not helpful. No. Anyway. He, after the first night of the battle, and it's really bloody and awful, and he's wandering the battlefield, and kind of at a Henry V moment where no one really knows who he is, and he's listening to the, what the soldiers are saying and all that, and he kind of seems, like, in a stupor. Sees his horse, Finds Karwaki, who's alive, and also conveniently on the battlefield, and so they have a confrontation that kind of shows this the hypocrisy of loving one person and be willing to not invade a place for one person, but once they're not there anymore, it's a all bets are wrong. off. Yep. Yeah, and it was a really powerful scene, and they did a really good job in it. I really enjoyed that scene, and then her brother shows up and he starts talking to them from where he is mm-hmm. about you came back for us you came back are you gonna leave us again and he's like no i'll be with you forever and it'll be great to like, oh, go ashoka then, took
1: all my land from me yeah and he's
0: like it's fine i'll get it back for you everything and will be fine no one can take it away from you and then uh, the kid falls over. I'm really enjoying all this up till now, and right. then the kid falls over, and he's got arrows in his back, and the he's dead. Back, yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was just a bridge too far. That was it was ridiculous. They were trying too hard for the for the tears on that one. Oh,
1: and then the little boy
0: is like, he's not
1: dead yet,
0: and he's like, tell me the rest of the story. And then this happens, and then this happens. <laughs> I did like though that thought. You can see Shara thinking about it. When he's saying, like, and did he come back with the horses and the elephants? And he's brought his army with him to Kalinga with horses and elephants. And he's like, oh, yeah. He did. Now I feel even worse. I liked that bit. But the fact that the kid was, like, they didn't know the kid was dying. If they'd just seen him dying on the battlefield, that would have been less bad than this setup of everything will be all right. And then it's not. Hey, champ. You're (laughs)
1: going to be out there on that field with us playing baseball soon.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that bit, it was too much. Yeah. But the other stuff, like his confrontation with Krawaki and his own realizations about how bloody the battle was and how, especially because this is happening when he's trying to get his wife to come back. You know, a messenger comes and's like, hey, your wife gave birth to twins, a boy and a girl. And he's like, great, I want to see him. And he's like, oh, no. Your wife won't allow that. Yeah. You're much too violent. (laughs) Seriously. So it all came to a head really nicely, and you could see why he would be ripe for a conversion just then. I think it's a little bit unfortunate that they just, after that battle, and he's like, well, I'm going to be a better person now, that that was the end of the movie, and they just, just did an epilogue of somebody telling us that he did a bunch of great stuff for Buddhism. Yeah. It would have been nice if there had been a little something. More yeah, than it was that. kind of. I didn't like it just ending there, but. Because surely this was an emperor who had problems after his conversion. I mean, I imagine there were people that were like, yeah, but we'd like you to conquer all these places too. Oh, for sure, yeah. So, I mean, there's surely stuff. Although, you know, people don't know that much about him, but.
1: Eh, but he'll know more wrote, about the
0: political stuff than they yeah. do about personal stuff.
1: Yeah, but he also wrote down some stuff, and so did other people, so... Yeah. We had no problem making up an entire
0: person for this. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I did enjoy it, but I just wish it had been a little more complete. Yeah. I also
1: would like to see an actual biopic about this guy, but...
0: Sounded interesting. Yeah. They also had surprisingly little Buddhism itself in it. I mean, there were things about violence is bad, but, like... If you're doing a movie about a guy who brought an entire, like a philosophical movement to an entire country. You'd think there'd be some more about it. Yeah. At least the principles would be made more apparent. You'd think there would be a person that represented Buddhism in the film who acted in accordance with Buddhist teachings Mm -hmm. for more than his wife saying, I don't approve of all this violence which was essentially the only Buddhism we got. So I wish that had been more all-encompassing to where it also showed the benefits. Why Buddhism is better than, you know, conquering continents. Right. Yeah, that would have been good. I feel like Ashoka would have liked it if it was in there. And I think it would have just popped the movie up to the next level. Agreed. Because obviously their audience knows about Buddhism. It's not... Yeah, you know that they need to be instructed as to what this wonderful idea is, but it just would have been nice. It would have made it a more complete feeling movie. Yeah. So next up, we will be doing Bajirao Mastani. We'll be starting the first of our two Sanjay Leela Benzali movies, which means get ready for a visual feast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the first one is Bajirao Mastani with Ranveer Singh and Jupeka Patakonei. Sure and priyanka chopra that is also based on real historical figures and you know what all three of them are all three of those people are real buckle up yes it is a emotional roller coaster for (laughs) these three yes so that's available for rent on youtube or google play so we'll see you next time on an american's guide to bollywood
1: For more of an American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at podcast at gmail.com.